Grand Forks. Welcome to Aki Ichabod's Weird Cinema Live from Grand Forks Best Source. And tonight, and we're going to go back in the day when, uh, if you were a kid in the 90s and you watched Nickelodeon, you probably remember the show Are You Afraid of the Dark? Well, in 2019, they made they revamped the show with a, a miniseries. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. Yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark was easily one of my uh, most... Uh, Watched shows as a kid. There's Nickelodeon, the Saturday Night Nickelodeon lineup. With like with Ren and Stimpy and Double Dare and all that stuff. Your world of Alex Mack, all that. So many, so many memories. But before we jump into it, uh, we're going to make sure to give a shout out to our friends at the River Cinema and the Shire Bar and Grill, where we want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. Both of them are located inside the River Mall at East Grand Forks. Now you can either dine inside the movie memorabilia laden restaurant, the Shire. Or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. I know last weekend I got some pretzel sticks and brought them in with me to see Shazam 2 last weekend. Can't go wrong with that. And then your average concessions. Though their average concessions are pretty awesome because they have an expanded lineup that now serve adult beverages. And it's family owned and operated by the same company that also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. For the Grand Theater showtimes, go to morefamilytheaters.com. Now for the River Cinema showtimes... Go to rivercinema15.com. Some of this week's special attractions are Scream 6, rated R, Champions, rated PG-13, 65, rated PG-13, and the aforementioned Shazam, Fury of the Gods, rated PG-13. Don't forget Tuesday's $5 movies all day long and $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. That's River Cinema 15 and The Shire. Make sure to check them out. Sounds like a good time. Absolutely. So... Icky, how did you first remember Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, well, me and my mom used to watch it on uh, Saturday nights. So I, and I, I was always into horror. Um, so. Now, did you, uh, I know that Saturday Night Nickelodeon lineup started in 1992. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark was like that. Pioneer, one of the four pioneer shows with it. Well, Ren and Stimpy, along with Ren and Stimpy. And I think, you know, all that was kind of like the the sketch comedy show that... All that? Yeah, that was all yeah. the SNCC lineup, the Saturday night, kind of like the older, kind of like middle age, like, or for teenager, like junior high age kids. Uh, yeah. Before that, there was Roundhouse, it was a short-lived sketch show that kind of, kind of was like the, it kind of built the foundation for all that, and then... Yeah, Weird World of Alex Mack. That was a good one. I think Clarissa explains it all. I was on there for a bit. So many shows. Uh, but yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark was like uh, their, their spooky anthology series, but for kids. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like Tales from the Crypt, but for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that went from 92 to 2002, their original run. Yeah, I... Uh, Did you watch it those entire 10 years? I watched it from like 92 to like 96 because... I remember there's there was a, a, a an episode in like the, I think it was the third season called the Crimson Clown, and that just totally freaked the the hell out of me. Oh yep, absolutely. All right. It just totally freaked the hell out of me, and I haven't thought of clowns the same way ever since. Clowns are the worst. <laughs> well, you know, you got those that a couple years ago that creepy clown thing that was going around. But, you know, that, that kind of brings us into this, because this tale is about a carnival also. Yeah, so, Are You Afraid of the Dark? They took about a almost a, tw- 
a 20-year hiatus after going off the air in 2002. This was a three-part limited series that debuted in 2019. Yes. So, and then after that, they had another. They had a six-part series after that, but yeah, they had a season two, a season three, and a season. I think a season four is supposed to start this this year, but yeah, seasons two and three, they're all like mini episode seasons, kind of like more yeah. limited series. Yeah. So yeah, what what what's the main storyline for this one? Well, this this new girl moves to an Oregon town, and uh, she meets these weird kids. And uh, anyways, as it goes... Um, so, yeah, these kids, if people remember the Are You Afraid of the Dark show... The Midnight Society, yes. And why don't you enlighten people? What, what is the Midnight Society? It's just a bunch of people who get together in the woods at night and tell scary stories. Now, did you ever want to be part of a secret late night group that, that kind of like specializes in late night stories or something like that? Or have you ever been? I know I remember watching it as a kid. I would always be all, man, I want to be, I want to be in a secret group that meets up at midnight. That would be cool. The actual, there's a book out called The Campfire Companion, and in the back you get a diploma that said official member of the Midnight Society. Yeah, so this, you know, the interesting thing about this one, uh, this three-part series is, I don't remember any of the initial run of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, a 10-year run where the story actually plays a part with the storytellers. The Midnight yeah, Society themselves, right? Because the story starts becoming real, and the story is about a, a carnival c- carnival leader named Mr. Top Hat, and he's abducting children. What's the name of this evil carnival? The Carnival of Doom. <laughs> yeah, so... And, and it focuses on a new girl, right, who joins a group? New yeah, girl yeah. To town? She, she's new, and they, they, they initiate her, and they tell her that she needs to write a very scary story and to get into the club, but... She goes, I, I can't do it. Will you give me a day or something like that? Yeah, she's played by Liliana Ray, uh, the, plays the main character, Rachel Carpenter. And she's also, people who remember last year's hit blockbuster film, Top Gun Maverick. She's the main uh, young, young adult in that film, Amelia. So she's, she's, she's making headways in, in Hollywood. Good honor. Well, you know, as I was saying, I thought Mr. Top Hat was played by James McAvee. It looks like him. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, yeah, I, I, unless you're referencing, I thought, a voiceover role or something. But, uh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, Mr. Toppat's played by Raphael Cassell. Um, uh, he, we were looking at his IMDb before the show. His only, like, comic book-related role was he was in one episode of Loki. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really like the Mr. Top Hat character. Why don't you set up this the villain for the for the show? Well, here? he he he's a uh, in the it's like in the 1930s, and he's opening up a carnival to you know. Because his father failed at it, and uh, he did, everything isn't ready, so some people get killed, and he makes a deal with the yeah, devil. Yeah, there's like a safety glitch, and like there's a big accident. And he makes a deal with the devil, but the devil says you you have to abduct these kids from these towns, and no one will remember, you know, the carnival ever being there. And uh, Rachel is actually the uh, the daughter of one of the people who was a victim of him. But she remembers. Yeah, the, the the devil says the only catch is there will be one person, he won't say when or where, it could be a year or many decades later, that will be imperv- impervious to uh, the men in black forgetting uh, syndrome. Yeah, you know, i just going to do a little, uh, little uh, eye exam here. <laughs> yep, a little eye exam. <laughs> Boom. So, yeah, that's... 
So eventually, you learn of the the cast of the Midnight Society. What did you make of the other Midnight Society characters? We got uh, Graham, Luis, uh, the the one the, the heavier one that uh, was obsessed with with uh, horror always, movies. Horror movies. He was in it. He was in it. Okay, I the, believe he played Ben Hanscom. Yeah, I saw. He's totally wearing the. He's just filled with horror movie references. Uh, I, I liked his T-shirt. Watch horror movies. I did too. And he's, too. he's trying to like do the gatekeeper test to the new girl about, you know, hey, what? You like horror movies? Have you seen, what, what was that movie he like kind of tested her on? Was it Cha- Changeling or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Changeling, yeah. So is that, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a novice to the whole like, you know, no, nook and crannies of horror movies. Is that an actual. Yeah, yeah, Changeling is a horror movie. Okay. Yeah. And then there's that... that uh, what would be your test? If you were to test someone who's just getting into horror movies, would you, what would you be like? What movie did you see? What would be the first one you would Exorcist. name? Exorcist. Exorcist? Yeah, that, yeah, that's a creepy one. Well, uh, there, there was a, one of the other ladies was also a director. One of the other kids was a director of horror films. Oh, from the Midnight Society? Yeah. Yep. And they actually directed a movie? No, no. She directed mov- a movie within the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she plays like a like a an aspiring film student. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was pretty cool. I think uh, the character Akiko, played by uh, Mia Sek. So yeah, she was she was a pretty fun character. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of cool. Was, like, what what do you think of this kind of initiation test? They they put would, Rachel would in? you rather be a werewolf or a vampire? Would you rather spend the night in a haunted house or a cemetery? I yeah, think? they're they're leaving creepy letters in each other's lockers, right? Yeah, it may, it kind of got me. Raising the eyebrow at the security of the lockers at the school. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, can, I can agree with you on that. I, I mean, I mean, it's one thing where you know they you could see you know they could slip the letter you know in that little slit in the lockers, yeah. but you know it wouldn't be so nicely laid flat on top of all their pile of books and and whatnot. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so everyone, I, I guess everyone just shares their locker combinations in school. But uh, well, then there's that guy who you keep the first person to get get abducted. He keeps breaking into her locker. Yeah, they're trying to get into her locker because she can't open it. So, yeah, it's and then you know, so they kind of give her a test to get in the Midnight Society. They say she has to write a scary story in a day, right? Well, she's. They said she had to tell a scary story at the at the campfire at night, but she goes, "I can't do that because I, I need to write something really scary." And they give her a day to do it. Yeah, and I guess when she tells the story that she had in her dreams, that's what makes it come to reality. And, you know, Mr. Top had Israel in this, which it reminds me of that, that movie Goosebumps. In a way, you know, the, 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 the story's coming to life. Well, I was going to ask you, too. I guess I was going to ask this kind of towards wrap-up. I guess you bring up Goosebumps. You know, throughout the 90s, you must have been, you mentioned um, you, you reviewed the Goosebumps live-action movie on a previous Weird Cinema. Yeah. Now, Running concurrently throughout most of the 90s, alongside Are You Afraid of the Dark, was a Goosebumps TV show, similar age demographic as Are You Afraid of the Dark. You must have been in heaven watching both shows, I imagined. I was. I was. Which, would, which one would you recommend more, or would you say both are just must-watch? Both must are watch? good. Yeah. But, it, you know, I like how they did the opening scenes in Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, with the kids, and they're sitting around the, you know, they have their own storyline before they start the story to begin with. Yeah, like some of them have like their own mini relationships and kind of like are teasing, dating, and all that. I remember, I remember kind of yeah, getting into like this, this the mini story arcs revolving the Midnight Society members. I thought that was a nice little side arc from the main overall uh, you know anthology episode. Yeah, so 
when you get to this ep- this the mystery of Mr. Top Hat here split up into three parts. Each part's about a half hour or forty minutes long. I want to say yeah. And uh, so eventually, you know, they they against all their better judgment, all the Midnight Society members, they go check out this carnival, even though Rachel, the main character, she's spooked because she's afraid of her dreams coming to life, right? And then when they get home the next day, they realize, well, they don't remember it, but she does. Yep. And And uh, then they have to go to Idaho or something like that. Yeah, I think they find out the next location for the carnival is in Idaho. And then they go on a road trip, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Did you like the the scorpions in the bathroom scene? Yeah, that was quite the... I, I You know, I figure, yeah, if, if it was either scorpions or spiders or some combination of both. So uh, I guess suffice it to say, if you have some kind of arachnophobia, that scene may be one you want to skip past. Or the one where Mr. Top Hat is uh, eating the scorpion. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, it kind of was like one last little, uh, I guess, speed bump before they got to their final destination there where it's, I don't know, that I'm a little conflicted on how to uh, perceive the final act where they had the final confrontation between Rachel and Mr. Top Hat and all her friends are getting abducted and kidnapped along the way. And how did you like how it all wrapped up there? How did it wrap up again? Well, you, eventually you find out Mr. Top has a weakness, right? Yeah, the cane. Yeah. They, at first they say it's the Top Hat. But that then, seems a little too easy. <laughs> then they then it's the cane, and she throws the cane into the fire, and and then off he goes. <laughs> yeah, a little. He just like ages like miraculously over like two seconds, and then he falls apart into dust. Yeah, it was it was a nice little uh, nice little convenient way to wrap it up. Which, Have a, a burning fu- a burning fire is the only way to destroy the staff. They say, and conveniently enough. They're just fighting in the like the back the back lot of the campgrounds, and conveniently enough, is a nice little makeshift fire fire pit. <laughs> well, you know, there was a scene like you know, like the aging scene in this movie in uh, in uh, um, one of the episodes of Creep Show that just came out. I, I remember an aging, a rapidly aging episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? I can't tell you the name of the episode off the top of my head, but it's where uh, this family goes to stay at this little bed, bed and breakfast type place, and every time they look in a mirror, they age a little bit. And throughout the episode, everyone's aging more and more and progressively throughout the episode. It's one of my few episodes I really remember that I really liked of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Well, you know, as I said, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark made me afraid of clowns for a while. So I guess speaking of the classic TV show, there are three bonus episodes of the original show on the DVD. The Laughing in the Dark, The Ghastly Grinner, and uh, what is it? Uh, the Dead Man's Float. Are those worth checking out, you'd say, not just to skip past them? Those are worth checking out. Yeah. I mean, if you don't like clowns, Laughing in the Dark might be kind of pushing it. but And Ghastly Grinner, he was kind of a jester character. but So, final verdict, would you say these are worth... This uh, this three part series is worth checking out. You or was it maybe just for more younger demographics? Maybe or is, would you say this is good? Just just kind of go in the mindset that you know, hey, this may be just for a little more younger audiences, and you can still have a fun time. You can still have a fun time with it, but it's it's uh, nostalgic for us kids who grew up with Nickelodeon in the nineties. And you can say this could be like a good like maybe if you want to test to see if your kids could 
be into potentially into scary movies or scary films. This could be a nice little, gosh, I hate using the term gateway drug, but, you yeah. know, test the waters with them to see if, hey, if if you like the scares from this, you know, may check, stick with Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps for, for a couple of years, and we'll move you on to the more cooler stuff. Well, you know, as uh, Mr. Top Hat said, and that's all i got to say about this movie is, it's all part of the show. Yes, yes, well said. Um, since this was straight to video, don't have any information as far as uh, aggregate scores or budget and box office and all that fun stuff. So before we wrap things up with some plugs, uh, in next week's preview, we're going to have a word from our friends at Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, uh, before we preview next week's show, some other GFBS shows going on earlier in this week. Uh, we talk about uh, you know renting some films here from our local library to help get some films on past Weird Cinema episodes. Uh, I think, was it last week I, I rented from the library, Return to Oz, to, hook, to get you hooked up with that copy, Icky, right? Yep. And so we make sure to interview some of the librarians at the Grand Forks Public Library, Aaron Stefanich and Tanya Palmer, some of the staff there talking about the newly renovated children's edition and the latest happenings over there. So make sure to check that out. Also, uh, make sure to check out this week's Dirty Thursday from uh, yesterday. Uh, Some of the guests on yesterday's episode were uh, uh, Savannah Strand and Carrion Tropgruben. So check that out on yesterday's Salute to Women on Dirty Thursday. And those are just a couple of over a dozen shows we do every week here on GFBS. You can find them by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, and social media apps. And if you want easy access to all the latest Weird Cinema episodes, check out our website, weirdcinema.podbean.com. Icky, what will we be covering next week? I forget what the name of it was. What is it called? Oh, my goodness. Icky. No. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or yes. something like that? Yes. Your Wait. first Quentin Tarantino movie you're going to be covering. How stoked are you? I'm pretty stoked. I like Tarantino. So, you know, um, as we always say, it's all part of the show. And stay weird, Grand Forks. <laughs>